1: Welcome everyone to a Baseball America podcast along with Aaron Fitt. I'm John Manuel. Thanks for joining us here Whether it's at BaseballAmerica.com or on iTunes We're coming to you from the DeMarini Demo House podcast nook And we're reminding you that when it comes to buying a baseball bat, DeMarini just changed the game Introducing Demo House where you can step into the cage and hit the latest from DeMarini before you buy Because there's no substitute for hitting a real baseball or talking to people who know both bats and batting Your demo time in the cage is free. Get the season started right and visit your nearest demo house today Locations and full details can be found at dmarine.com backslash demo house. Aaron, a great weekend for college baseball. I wouldn't have wanted to be in the demo house this weekend. I would have wanted to be outside watching baseball games and uh, where bats were actually being used. And uh, we we talked a little bit. There's been a little bit of churn in the top ten, but it's not necessarily been teams coming out and teams coming in. It's really been consistently the same top ten or 15 teams it seems like this year a little bit of changeover at the top uh, of the rankings this week, but I guess the main reason is that a lot of those top teams have been playing each other, or playing other good teams, and right. we're settling on the field, which is a great thing.
0: Yeah, you're right, and it, it feels like Virginia has been involved with the the marquee showdown of the weekend in about four different weeks this year. Yeah, uh, and they won all of them. You know, obviously they had their, their series hiccup last weekend at NC State, but uh, you know, so we had that deliberation at the top this week, uh, Virginia or UCLA. Um, Arizona State finally lost a series on the road uh, up at Washington State. Uh, number two Georgia Tech lost a road series, its first real test of the year up in Virginia. Um, so, you know, came down to UCLA and Virginia. Bruins, of course, um, won a road series, a big road series at Oregon State against a ranked team. Uh, they did lose the midweek game against Fullerton, but they've been so consistent on the year. We gave them the nod over Virginia. Um, I think you could make a you have a fine argument over whose body of work is more impressive. I don't think it's clear. I, I still think Virginia has played the tougher schedule. I know that maybe not at the bottom, maybe the numbers say it's not as tough. but
1: Right. I think on the weekends, it's been tougher. I don't yeah. think there's a question. That, to me, there's no question. Virginia's has been tougher um, on
0: the weekends. But but that said, UCLA has been so consistent. Uh, this is a great series win. They have not lost a series um, so we, they were ranked higher last week, and so they moved up to number one for the first time uh, in a couple of years.
1: Yeah, and you can really, I guess, thank that uh, that 16-inning gem on Saturday, which must have been a great college baseball game yeah. to watch in some ways. You, if you, unless you like a ton of runs, unless you really love offense. It was awfully long, too. It was one of those
0: six-plus-hour West Coast gyms. So not only was it 16 innings, but it was a long 16-inning game.
1: <laughs> well, and the thing is, you have George Horton. Uh, really? Oh, no, I'm, I'm talking not George Horton. You have the, the Rick Vanderhoek kind of offense. And, yeah. and what they do, they're going to skill it up. And they have Oregon State. And Pat Casey and John Savage have been going against each other a long time, both when Savage was at USC, now UCLA. He's been the head coach there what now, six years? Feels about right. Seven years? So they've been they've seen each other. They know all their each other's tricks. A sad week for Beaver Nation this week as both Kevin Gunderson and Jonah Nickerson. Uh, Nickerson retires from pro baseball. Gundy released by the Braves. You might see him ending up in the Golden League or something. Kevin, Kevin Gunderson is going to guarantee that he'll be back in organized baseball. <laughs> I think mean, Aaron Fitz is guaranteeing that for Kevin Gunderson. He gave you one guarantee, now you're giving him one. Right. But uh, I think the Bruins, you know, the argument against them is that they're three and three in their last six games. The argument for them is they won their first 22. And they haven't lost a weekend series. And ultimately for me, that was what did is they haven't lost a weekend series. Virginia has. And I do think uh, the real loser in all this this weekend was Georgia Tech, Aaron, uh, obviously we like Georgia Tech's talent. That's why they were number two. They're ranked high coming into the preseason. But the Yellow Jackets had a big test this weekend. Uh, Their third conference road series. Uh, The first two were at Maryland, which a series they should win. They really should have swept. And at North Carolina, where they got a sweep, and the Tar Heels are fairly – they're mediocre by their own lofty standards this year. that's correct. We'll put it that way. Um, So that was their most impressive series win. But this weekend, their their first uh, weekend against a ranked team, and they didn't pass that test.
0: But but you know what? To me, you know, you're playing at Virginia, which I think is –
1: Tough match I think it's
0: end. just about the best team in the country. I mean, certainly on the very, very, very short list.
1: There's no, there's no way series. you argue. I mean, there's no way you argue Virginia's not in the top three teams in the country. That's right. Both so in terms of talent and in terms of resume. Right. Um, that's not a series that any team should win. I mean, Virginia
0: should win that series at home against any team. You're right. You're so, right. So Georgia Tech goes up there, wins one game. I mean, that's not a bad weekend for me. I think they did about what you, exactly what I expected them to do. In fact.
1: I think UCLA. They, they, didn't, they didn't pass. They didn't pass the test. Like, I wouldn't say they failed though either. Yeah. Right. If they they would have failed if they gotten swept. Exactly. The only, the only team I would favor going into Virginia all weekend might be UCLA when Garrett Cole's throwing well. But right now, he's a little off his game it seems. Yeah. So I think I, mean, I think in a in a Cole Holson matchup right now. I take Holton. Yeah, I agree. I think we're not saying that he's a better prospect. the yeah. But Cole's just been a little rougher patch. Again, by his pretty lofty standards, when he's been good. He's yeah, it's amazing. Fans. The guy
0: has walked you know, six, seven, seven guys, something like that, the last three weeks, but he still hasn't given up many runs. He only gave up one run this past week over six-plus six, and six plus innings and walked seven.
1: I think the best sign for me for UCLA also is the fact that on Sunday, after the first couple games of the series where they struggled to score some runs, Oregon State does have depth in their pitching staff. So yes. you're still facing somebody good. It's not like a Sunday, Florida State, Wake Forest, 17-16 game. Right. UCLA was able to put up runs. Uh, that was the only real question for me is, in, uh, for any of these Pac-10 teams, for Arizona State, going to be, can they hold down good offenses when they see them? Because I still wonder about their pitching without Josh Spence, especially their starting pitching, their bullpen, I have a lot of faith in, uh, even though they, they blew a game this week. Yeah, Mitchell Lampson, uncharacteristically, I think, I think he, he was responsible for both of those losses. And so it is, you know, That's the first letdown for Arizona State all year, their first yeah. series loss all year, and so they fall from the number one spot. But that was the encouraging thing for me for UCLA. Let's talk a little bit about the whole Pac-10 here. The Pac-10 looks ridiculous. We brought in California this week. We dropped out Stanford. Stanford, a team that uh, has talent but probably not ready for prime time. Let's put it that way. And they really have some real issues on the mound, which you have talked about repeatedly this year. Even when they were going pretty well, their lack of pitching depth was hurting them in midweek games. On the weekend, the guy who's supposed to be their bell cow. Brett Mooneyham not getting the job done. Right, and Scott's not addressed the same deal. I mean, those two guys
0: just haven't thrown enough strikes. And Mooneyham got through uh, eight or, or more than that this weekend, eight-plus maybe. Uh, he had a good week. He still walked a bunch of guys, but it was a much better week. That's encouraging. But They'll
1: take that every week out of Brett Yeah,
0: but, but Stanford to me is uh, – they were in the top 25 last week because there was nobody else to bring in. I don't think any of us were comfortable with them being in the top 25, and uh, they had a really bad week. So that said, they're still talented. Right. Uh, they're talented.
1: They're ninth in the league. Yeah. I mean, Oregon has a really good resume. Uh, Oregon has three series losses, but they're all on the road. They played 18 of their first 31 on the road. Th- the Arizona State series, series was at
0: home, but it was against sorry, Arizona that's right. State.
1: That's right. At, they lost a series at Arizona. They lost a series at Hawaii, which is really their worst. Or their worst, the biggest blotch for them is they lost three out of four at Hawaii. But uh, Arizona and Oregon are both four and five. Both those teams uh, could have been ranked, and we ended up ranking Arizona this week because they won the head-to-head with yeah, Oregon. And, you know, in
0: Arizona, to me, their resume, even though they haven't gone, you know, they haven't played away from home very much. They teams. did, they did win a, a road series this week, which is right. encouraging. after and they got U-Dub. swept last week at Cal. They That's bounced right. back nicely. They did win a series against Fullerton at home. Right. They swept New Mexico two midweek. They swept Wichita two midweek. To me, it's a pretty good resume.
1: I agree. No, I agree. Um, and Washington State won a series this weekend against Arizona State. Washington's done some pretty good things in the first year of the Lindsey Meggs administration. And they talk about Oregon State, UCLA, Arizona State at the top of the league. The team we didn't expect to see there right now is Cal. And yeah. Cal has run eight, eight straight games. This is a team with some hitting talent. You've got Chris behind the plate, the sophomore catcher. You got Dixon Anderson, the sophomore eligible right-hander, at the front of the rotation. Yeah. You got probably, in yeah. terms of numbers, the best hitter in the in the West Coast, not on the Arizona State's team, Mark Hanna. Yeah. I mean, just on just on numbers, obviously he's not he's not as good as Christian Cologne or Gary Brown, uh, not as good a prospect. He but hits. I think he's going to go in the first three he rounds, hits. first four rounds, because he is. You know, and and you, uh, Eric Johnson's really been at the front of the rotation. Yeah, you're he's right. You're right. right. He's guy. been their Friday guy.
0: You're right. He's got a he's got a good arm. I mean, they, they they've got some nice arms. They've got some decent bats. I mean, I, I they have. They have played better than I thought that they would. Um, and they but, have a
1: freshman, and Justin Jones has been out. So they, they have three. And
0: he was a high-profile guy.
1: I think he was, yeah, no, assigned, he was a big he was, he was a Six-round pick or something Something like that. that. I think it is a six-round pick. The point is Cal does have talent. That's just not news, though. They've had talent frequently yes. in the Dave Esker era, <laughs> starting with last year, when they had Brett Jackson and Smith, and uh, there's another guy who going got draft it. Uh, and two years ago, they had Tyson Ross, who's out in the big leagues. Coburn is the other guy. Coburn is the other guy. But two years ago, they had all those guys, yeah. plus Tyson Ross, plus David Cooper. Right. They have had talent. Talent has never been the issue, really, at Cal, not under Dave Esker. Sure. And He's the going older. back
0: further with Brendan Morrow. And, right.
1: Um, Absolutely. Now, they've had guys drafted throughout this decade, X-80, if you want to go back further, 10 years ago. Brennan Bosch and... Uh... Oh, yeah, what is that other donkey's name? <laughs> I can't remember that other donkey nice. outfielder's name. But, yeah, they've had talent. Exactly. They've had talent. Had Cal's so talent is not the issue. This year, they're winning games, which I think is is newsworthy. And they're even doing it without some of the guys who are the you know the guys who were touted. Uh, some of the guys like uh, Danny O and Brian Gwynn aren't having big years for them, but they are athletic. Uh, you know, they they can pitch. We just talked about some of the arms they have. I think they have some issues in their bullpen. Uh, you know, and they have. We'll see how Cal shakes out. But six and three in the league, tied with Arizona State at the top of the Pac-10. How many bids realistically do you see the, the Pac-10 getting here?
0: It feels like a six bid league. I mean, it. Uh, I. It's hard to imagine them getting more than that. I don't think they've ever gotten. I don't think they've ever gotten six. six. Yeah. I think I think five is the most they've gotten. Of course, they haven't had a full.
1: They haven't had ten, ten teams before,
0: right? So uh, you know, I think they can get six this year. It feels like they should get that many. Um, Arizona State, UCLA, and Oregon State feel like locks. Yeah, um, Cal has played itself certainly in into position to be in, um, and uh, yeah, I think
1: know. and Oregon too. I mean, Oregon right now, I mean, Oregon, Oregon and Arizona in. are in the mix. There's no doubt. Right now, Oregon
0: that. and Arizona would be in as well, and you'd have to think about Washington State again.
1: I think so too. Yeah, Washington State. I think right now the odd man out here is clearly the Trojans, and that is uh, it's actually and the thing is I keep saying it's weird. It's not weird. Southern Cal has a bit of regionals. This would be the eighth time in nine years and uh it's hard to see a scenario where Southern Cal climbs out of that and it's very questionable uh when you have 4 years of Chad Kruder and he's been the head coach there for 4 years and they haven't sniffed regionals talk about a team that had talent three guys drafted in the first two rounds last year with Stock Boxburger and Grant Green and no regional that's one uh that, that's one to watch that's a situation to watch is that's that's the nicest way to put that it's the baseball america podcast i'm john manuel He's Aaron Fit. We have questions into us at the podcast at baseballamerica.com email inbox, and you can also send those to us on Facebook at uh, Facebook.com backslash baseballamerica. So we'll read a couple of those. Which one do you want to read here, Aaron? Do you want the uh, do you want the one about the uh, Texas teams uh, and, and those teams on the in the NCAA bubble? Sure. They're our first sixty-four team uh, projected field last weekend, uh, part of our midseason update. And uh, Reggie, who likes to join us from Texas, and we appreciate the download Reggie and the question. Uh, Reggie asked us about uh, our views on uh, Texas, quote unquote, what kind of bubble teams basically in Texas? How many bids will the Southland Conference get? For example, is Texas State and that large team? What about fringe Big 12 teams, such as Texas A&M and Baylor? And then Rice, uh, which right now, Aaron, uh, Rice is the top team in Conference USA, which is, I think, what we expected coming into the year. But no one wants to win that league. And that league is, if it's not careful, going to be like a two-bid league. It's in danger of that. It really is. You could maybe argue one bid if it's not careful. If Tulane or East Carolina does not step forward, Southern Miss taking a giant step backwards, getting swept this weekend by who again? I forget who swept them. It was UCF. That's it. Central Florida, which, you know, big win for Rooney. But uh, really, I mean, UCF is now second in that league, and their resume is not that strong.
0: Yeah, it's it's a mess. That league is just a mess. And UAB, the team that I thought had some momentum last week, they lost the series this week to uh Marshall. That's right. So, you know, I mean, it's yeah, Rice right now is the team that's going to win the league. I'm telling you it's, I mean, You it, said it
1: last week, you said it 2 weeks ago, you said it 3 weeks ago even when they were struggling to the move. The and they're still they're still not playing great, but they you started to see the last two games this
0: weekend. They started to swing the bats a little bit. They should score a lot of runs against everybody in this league, even Tulane, which I think has a decent pitching staff. But they hammered Tulane. They hammered Tulane.
1: But one of the games they won, they hammered Tulane. Uh, does, any, I mean, it looks like, does any of the teams in this, in this league have any hope of getting out large bids other than Rice? Right now,
0: the RBI would, would, would say no. I mean, Tulane, uh, I think, has the best resume of the other teams. Yeah. And and they're, what, in the 60s right now in the 61. RBI. 16. Um, East Carolina's down by, you know, 99 right now, according to Boyd's.
1: That's brutal.
0: That is really brutal. You, you shouldn't play three games against NC Central. I mean, that's just poor scheduling.
1: You know, and that's the thing. Uh, I think you look at that. And I'm sure there's going to be an article or there could be something written about why teams like, say, North Carolina, why aren't you playing North Carolina Central? That's why you don't play NC Central. Yeah. I mean, is probably thinking this, like, God, How why would we play NC Central? Why do we put them on the schedule? Do we kill our RPI? <laughs> I mean, uh, it, it's it's difficult. and I mean, I hate to say that about any team, but it's just the, the reality kind of is what it is. But yeah. I think Conference USA, I think Rice is the only team in Conference USA, even with their poor start that has a shot, uh, that right now can look at it and say, if we don't win the conference tournament, if we win the yeah. league regular season, we'll probably get in that large bid.
0: I think Rice will because it played a good, uh, it played a good non-conference schedule.
1: Right. They didn't win um, those games. Well, but. I mean, they won
0: some of them. You know, I, I think it's easy to, to say – they didn't live up to our, our expectations, so they, they clearly tanked. They
1: didn't playoffs. win enough of them. That's I mean, all I'm saying. You're right.
0: But they split four games with Cal. Um, they did lose their two West Coast trips. Right. Uh, they swept at Stanford the first weekend, um, lost two out of three to San Diego. But, you know, they did
1: okay, two and one in the minute made. I mean, it, I don't think it's been a disaster. No, uh, it hasn't been a disaster. That, I agree. There's, there's no doubt. But it's been a disastrous year for that league. Yes. Let's put it that way. Con- not Not a good year for Conference USA. And we'll hear about that, I'm sure, from Russ Anderson um, in the Southland, Texas State, Southeast Louisiana, which has been on the worksheet for a while, but doesn't really have a doesn't really have any more signature wins. But what was their big series? They won a two out of three on the road against like Southern Miss, I think it was. That's uh,
0: <coughs> no, I don't think that's it. They 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 won a midweek game. Um, they swept
1: it's... they swept Mississippi State. That was that's their big right. that was their big going outside the league. But again, Mississippi State. Yeah, they're in the SEC. They that, that old Brown Marion, which she used to be, though. So yeah, I mean, you know. Southeastern
0: Louisiana, I like the midweek wins against Tulane. South, South Alabama, Alabama right. uh, is okay. Um, you know, but other than that, I mean, there's not a whole lot here. They did lose a series last week at Lamar. Um, right now, I, I don't think this is an at-large team.
1: Yeah, if they it's don't lose the conference tournament. Hard
0: to say. Texas State, I think is. I think. I mean, it's not a lock, but uh, you know, Texas State has played has played pretty well. Um, you know, I, I think they're the team to to beat in that league. I think that they're the team that's going to win that league. I agree. Uh, and they've got a mid thirties RPI right now. I, I think that I think they're probably an at-large team.
1: I think Southeast Louisiana has a shot. In the forties, sure. yep. but they're going to have to really keep that. They're going to have to maintain. They're going to, have to be first or second in the league in the regular season. Northwestern State, you know, I mean, there are some RPI drains in this league too. I mean, it's hard to imagine them. Central Arkansas, all high. Central yeah. Arkansas is an RPI drain. That's a great way to put that. Um, and then the other. Uh, going back to the top twenty-five poll, as part of Reggie's question, we want to thank Reggie again for the question at podcast at baseballamerica dot com. Was those Big Twelve teams? We decided not to rank either Baylor or A and M or Kansas State or Kansas State. Uh, the Big Twelve, Aaron. Uh, let's, well, he, he was focused more on the Texas side of that. Are Baylor and A and M both probably in? I mean, uh, what's your what's your take on? Uh, yeah, you you like the Aggies better than the Bears?
0: Yeah, I do. I, I think the Aggies will be in. They're uh, what are they twenty and ten right now? Six and five in the league. 6-5-1, yeah. 6-5-1, that's right. But, uh, you know, I mean, they, they have a nice non-conference series win against Washington State, which I think will help if you're stacking up Big 12 teams and Pac-10 you're teams. You're right, you're right. Um, you know, they, they've, uh, as far as talent, I mean, I think they've got the talent to, to be, be strong in the second half. I still like their pitching a lot. They have big well, power arms.
1: One caveat I will say here is I don't know how they use him this weekend, but they've used John Stilson early and often. Yes, and there's a good chance that a guy who's in his first year Division One wears down in the second half, under that usage. Rob Childress has a long track record of coaching pitchers and getting teams to regionals. He also has a long track record of. He's my favorite guy, and I'm going to use him a lot. You know, he's not the only college baseball coach who's like that. He did it in Nebraska. He's done at a and We'll bear watching to see how. I believe, I, believe he did throw,
0: I believe he did throw two winnings Friday and two Sunday this week, if I'm not mistaken. And that's much,
1: much much more tenable than didn't he throw Friday four last week on one, on one game on the weekend. I'm pretty sure he threw four oh, in, exactly, he did. in a game. But that, that that guy is a huge key to their season. And, no doubt. And the, Big 12, the whole Big 12 season just took a little bit of a turn when Kansas's closer, Brett Bochy, yeah. had Tommy John surgery on Friday. Kansas has shown some flashes right. winning a series at LSU, for example. But that league, first, I guess what we can say about the Big 12, Aaron, is I think for sure we don't think the Big 12 is going to have more than one number one seat. Is that fair to say right I, now? I agree with that. I mean, they've got a chance. I mean, the I think the RPI likes Oklahoma okay, and
0: certainly the committee has a Big 12 yeah. bias. I think that's fair to say. They did last year, for <laughs> They did sure. last year. No doubt about and, that. And the chairman is the last a Big two years, 12
1: guy. The last two years, yeah. a Big 12 team that did not deserve to get in has so, gotten in. So
0: I would not be the slightest bit surprised if there is a second Big 12 team that hosts a regional or is a number one seat. Uh, At this point, I don't think any
1: of them except Texas deserve it. And then the thing is, Missouri, seven straight years of the regional. They're on the outside looking in right now. Oh, there's no question. Oklahoma State's played nobody. They're struggling in the league. Kansas has had a nice year in some ways, but got swept this weekend. No shame he gets swept by Texas, the way Texas is playing. Texas is playing just tremendous Mm -hmm. baseball. But but Brett Bochy is a key, key, key Without without Bochy, it's really hard to to see what they're going to do. Texas Tech's under five hundred for the year. They do have some talent, but they're not putting it together. They did win a series this weekend
0: uh against Oklahoma State. They 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 won a series last weekend against
1: You like Texas uh, Tech.
0: I mean I I don't love Texas Tech, but they were the, in the your sixteen. Like, they won a series last weekend against Kansas State, so they've won two straight weekends. They stole a game against Texas.
1: Um, lost a series at A and but A-M. they didn't get A-M. swept. They've uh, only gotten swept by T C U. That's right. really it. I mean
0: I I think you know, I think they've got a chance. I mean they're they're Again, they've got work to do. They've got They're work to do. Under five hundred, but they've got a chance.
1: And with again with the predilection for the for the committee to like the Big Twelve, yeah. they've got a shop at Texas, Kansas State, A and M Oklahoma Baylor. A right big now, model. It's a muddle. It's a after
0: it, Texas, it's a giant muddle.
1: And, uh, and Kansas
0: State is six and three. They're in second place in the league, John. Uh, but
1: they there not get team. excited
0: about on the resume really. They swept Oklahoma State. That's good. Uh, I don't think Oklahoma State's great, but that's still a decent series. I think it was on the road. Yeah. it's There's um, not
1: a lot to get excited but, about. But they,
0: you know, and they lost last weekend again. They lost series to Texas Tech. Right. Bounced back this weekend, took two or three against Nebraska. I mean, all right. I mean, I think Nebraska's one of the weaker teams in the league, but
1: they've got a chance.
0: Their RPI is okay. Uh, I still don't quite believe in their talent. They lost a lot off of last year's team. Give them credit for, for playing as well as they have.
1: Absolutely. Kind of the Western Kentucky uh, yep. argument. And we have Western Kentucky ranked. Um, really very similar stories. Um, I think we have more faith in the top team, or it depends on the weekend, basically, who's the top team in the Sun Belt versus Kansas State right now that's played the bottom, really more of the Big 12. And,
0: and Western Kentucky has one weekend that I like better than anything that Kansas State has done, and that is... Uh, going, going into the court. heart of the Big 12. Right, going into to Waco and yep. beating Baylor, Texas State, and Texas A&M in three games.
1: That's right. And it was early, but that's that's better than anything on Kansas State's resume. There's no doubt about it. It's the Baseball America podcast. With Aaron and John, and uh, here's some uh, questions on our Facebook page, Aaron. They we'll want to take. We have a lot of questions about, uh, also about uh, Mike Leak. So props to Mike Leak. Always good to see a college guy go straight to the big leagues like that, and uh, and kick Very some impressive. kick some butt. Absolutely. Um, we have Theron Big Sherm Lad. I'm gonna say it's Theron Lad. But uh, the we will just call him Big Sherm. I'm from Pug. I'm from Pittsburgh. So the Pitt Louisville series. A little disappointed in the, in the Cardinals, thought their was a little slow. Uh, I also asked about the prospects of Pitt's Joe Leonard, who you've written about already this year. He didn't notice that. We've already written about him in the weekend preview. He has a size, but doesn't seem to have pro power. Does he profile for third base in the pros or first base? So the two parts of this question, is to me, are kind of like, how good is Pitt or Joe Leonard as their best player? Uh, Do we consider Pitt for this week's rankings? And what does that say about, uh, about the rest of the uh, Big East? Because we did bring in UConn at 25 into the rankings and not Pittsburgh. Yeah. So uh, let's answer Big Sherm's questions, here. All right, well, a couple of things here. First of all, to address the Louisville part of this question, um, give Pitt try to –
0: it's a huge series win. Uh, Louisville's for real. I mean, uh, they had a bad weekend. It's the first bad weekend they've had all year. Right. Um, really, the, and, first, the
1: first hickey for them all season. And they
0: showed a lot of character, I think, fighting back on that Sunday game when they were down and they were about to get swept. Um, they showed – you know some of that explosive offense that they've got to, to rally from behind and, and salvage a game. Um, it wasn't a good week though. I mean, they they also lost to Kentucky midweek, right?
1: Um, and that game means a lot. That's a, yeah. that's more than the average midweek game. Yes. Both so those teams put some real import into that game because of the rivalry. There's no doubt about it. I think Louisville's. Hosting ambitions took a little bit of a hit this weekend. I think they're top eight, eight, they're national to the national eight, eight national seed I think base. I think, think they have to almost run the table the rest of the year to be a top eight national seed. I don't know what their RPI is. Obviously, you're saying this in a vacuum, and that's yeah. not the reality right, situation. Right, right. But they really, to me, to be a top eight national seed out of the Big East, they pretty much had to like not lose a series, and they lost. And they might lose another one. Is what that means?
0: Yeah, but but you know, I, I
1: still think I still think they're for real. I really do
0: like their offense. I mean, maybe their bats look slow this weekend, but. Uh, they're deep. They're physical. They're athletic. They can beat you a lot of different ways. That's what I like best about them. I, I like them, and you know what? And I like them in the bullpen. I mean, they, Neil Holland anchors a really deep, versatile staff. I think they're going to be fine. I think there's
1: certainly the team to beat in the Big East. But yeah, you pointed out in the weekend preview, the midseason update, how many good college closers, college closers are just having dominant seasons. Neil Holland season, it's not as good quite as John Stilson's, but right. <laughs> boy, it's. It's it's ridiculous, and I think they are. I think they're definitely for real.
0: And you know, I didn't even mention Matty Ott in that in that. Uh, oh, yeah, it, because his numbers aren't as good as those other guys, but he's obviously one of the best closers in the country too. That just shows you how how good this crop of closers is. But
1: it is. Uh, but
0: anyway, to finish up with this question about Pitt, John, um, you know, it's, it's, I think it's a decent little club. Um, I think they have a chance to to make a run in the Big East. I don't think they've got the RPI to get an at-large bid, so they're probably going to have to win the, the conference tournament. But they're not ranked right now because they lost a series to Rutgers last week. Um, a controversial series. The Pitt is actually up to 42nd in the RPI now. How about
1: that? Controversial series that got uh, Fred Hill Jr. Uh, helped get him fired. Rutgers was looking for an excuse to get rid of their basketball coach. and If you haven't read about that, that's pretty interesting. The basketball co- Former basketball coach of Rutgers, the son of the head baseball coach, and a profanity-laced tirade that he unleashed upon the Pittsburgh baseball team yeah. uh, and the umpires uh, ended up costing him his job, which is... Again, there are clearly other factors there. Uh, Pitt's got an out, an outside shot. We think UConn. Obviously, UConn, really, Aaron, at the back of the rankings, and we should probably wrap up the podcast, we were really struggling to, on who to rank. Yeah. And we are struggling every week at the back of the poll. There is, after 15, you could take teams 16 through 50, basically, and make a case for them. I mean, Kansas State's in there. New Mexico has been on the out. New Mexico's been 26 to 30, basically, all year. Yeah. Uh, Washington State, you could have made a case forward because they're just for beating Arizona State. I mean, yeah. there are a lot of teams. Yeah, Oregon, absolutely. There are a lot of teams that kind of deserve to be ranked and then don't deserve to be ranked. Why do we pick UConn? Uh, what, what made well, UConn our choice?
0: Okay. I know okay. why, it's, but explain
1: to the people. They're
0: hot. You know, they've won, what, 10 in, in a row? Now?
1: And six of those were on the road.
0: Six of them. We had a nice 6-0 week. Um, they swept the series against the Villanova, Villanova team that had gotten off to a decent start. I mean, I don't think Villanova's great, but, um, you know, but also... They have, they have a win against Ohio State earlier this year. Right. Uh, they went out to California, and I, and I believe they, they at least won a series against uh, Cal, State Cal State Northridge. Cal State Northridge.
1: They won three out of four to four, correct.
0: Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a, the resume is decent. I mean, is it, a, is it a top 25 resume? I don't know.
1: Not necessarily. Not
0: necessarily. Probably not. I mean, frankly, there's, there's, you know, the, the one series that they played against a ranked team was Louisville. On the road, they won one out of three. That's all right. Right. Uh, there's not, there's not a really a signature series win here. Um, but we believe in their talent, and this is kind of like what we did with Virginia Tech last week. Correct. Um, this Connecticut's talented. I mean, they've got some really good sophomores. Um, they've got some quality upperclassmen like the you know, Elliot Glyns out there and the veteran guys. Pierre and, Lapage at second base. Sure, a good.
1: He's a good Northeastern leader. Dustin Pedroia. That's basically yeah. what he is. He's the he's the Dustin Pedroia of the Northeast, except for the Fed that Dustin Pedroia plays for the Red Sox. Well, on a college level. Yeah, I don't know that Fiar's got Dustin's
0: power. But, no. You know, he is an undersized second baseman. So undersized
1: second baseman and a spark plug. And, spark a, and, and a guy who plays beyond his tools, but also like defensively intangible scouts really like, yep. like that stuff about him. They have a junior in Mike Gold who's a, having a difficult year. You kind of yeah, expect him. He might get better. But the main thing is they've got some game changers, both on the mound and in the lineup. George
0: Springer and Springer and, and Barnes. Yeah, I mean, they're, I I think this team's a little more complete than, than Pitt. Um, I, you know, I, like I said, I wrote about Pitt in weekend preview, like you mentioned. Um, I do I do like their team as well. I think it's it's a nice story. They're much improved. Um, at the end of the day, I don't think they're quite a regional team. I think UConn probably is.
1: Always going to be interesting to look back and see the last time we ranked UConn. Yeah, I love going back into the archives with uh, Jim or to here, uh, and, and see how, how how far back it's been since we ranked UConn. Uh, anyone else in the top 25 that needs to be talked about here? We just talked touched on Virginia Tech a little bit. The Hokies won back-to-back series in the conference against Florida State and Miami. And that last is week was the
0: first time they've ever beaten Florida State, and this week is the first time they've ever beaten Miami in a series.
1: And a sleeper alert out there, I guess, if you can call an SEC team a sleeper, is Auburn. Yeah. And you called this on the podcast a couple weeks ago, I believe. Auburn getting – maybe it was on the weekend preview. Auburn's getting healthy. Uh, no, it was in the field of 64. We yeah. we talked about it. Right. And putting Auburn in is that Auburn survived without some of their key pieces. But talk a little bit about Auburn and how they've gotten healthy and better.
0: Yeah, they have gotten healthy. I mean, obviously, Casey McElroy returned from his injury quicker than expected as a key guy. They're starting shortstop. Trent Mummy, their leadoff man, the center fielder, is back in the lineup now. Um, those are pretty important pieces. Key pieces. It's, I'm very impressed that they, they were able to uh, stay afloat the way they did without those guys. Um, you know... To win a series this weekend against LSU is huge for them. Uh, Auburn did lose their last two weekends before this, but right. they, were, they were tough series.
1: They didn't get swept. I they didn't get swept.
0: Um, but now they're seven and five in the SEC, which is obviously a great place to be. Um, they played a lot of ranked teams. And a lot they, of teams
1: that wish they were seven and five in the SEC, right. like Alabama, Kentucky, Vanderbilt, especially Vanderbilt. Team was supposedly with more talent. Probably does have more talent, but just can't quite put together against uh, more talented teams this year. In the the league, uh, you know, losing a series at home to South Carolina. South Carolina, we obviously like quite a bit. They vindicated that top ten ranking from the preseason, uh, doing even better pitching than I think we thought they had. But still, uh, Vanderbilt's got to win that series. At home, home, I I
0: agree. Vandy has now lost three of their four conference series Auburn has won two of its four, including, a, you know, a huge one against LSU. So Auburn's played 13 games against the top 25, and they're 5-8. and eight. It's, it's okay.
1: Right.
0: Uh, so what the heck? We brought Auburn in. There was there were not a lot of strong candidates at the back of the rankings.
1: You've got somebody better out time. You're in. Exactly. Last uh, thing, we'll wrap up the podcast. Um, Charlie Shields on our Facebook page asked Zach Cox on a midseason All-American. He's batting 480 and still can gain 100 in SEC play. And Aaron, we did struggle – Uh, Obviously, those are probably updated stats counting this weekend. Right. But uh, we did struggle. We wanted to find a spot for Zach Cox on our midseason All-America team. Uh, There really just wasn't a spot. But if you haven't checked out our midseason All-America team, A, uh, you need to check it out because AJ KJ's on there. Everybody loves AJ KJ.
0: AJ Kirby Jones, for Uh those of you who aren't familiar with Tennessee Tech, a huge year. And and that's, you know, the reason Zach Cox didn't make our team, first, the, the biggest reason is that he wasn't even slugging 600 overall. And, and you know, he's had a really good year. I, I'm very impressed with the progress he's made offensively. Um, you know, he's he's,
1: he's striking good.
0: out less. He's walking more. His batting average is way up. He is hitting for some power, uh, but he had not been hitting for a ton of power. Slugging was less than 600. If you compare his numbers with, with Andy Rendon, who was slugging 700 when we did this last right. week, and have an on-base of 525,
1: I mean... And having to do it all
0: himself, basically. Yeah, the rest of the rise protection. team was just
1: not getting her done, so...
0: Um, yeah, I agree. You, you know, costs has, has been very good, um, but not, not better than Rendon for me.
1: And we, we put AJ KJ, AJ Kirby Jones on the team. He's lead, he was leading the nation in home runs at the time. Uh, it's granted, nice it's, it's it. Tennessee Tech, but it was 406, 554, 934. I mean, it just was ridiculous. So uh, we did put a few SEC t- players on there. Obviously, Micah Gibbs, uh, Hunter Morris, our catcher and our first baseman, both on there. And Drew Pomeranz, our midseason, uh, really, player of the year, I guess, who's yes. our a mm-hmm. pitcher of the year. Uh Zach Cox could be in the running for college player of the year though. There's oh, not yeah. a college hitter having a dominant season out there. And if he gets a little hot with the power and can maintain the batting average, I could easily see that guy be a be our college player of the year. He's Absolutely. he's on the short list. There's no doubt about it, even though he wasn't on the mid season All America team. So.
0: so that's just because the best player in the country is a third baseman in Anthony Rendell.
1: Yeah, and uh it would be nice if the best player in the country had uh the rest of his team playing well against him or around him I should say. Well, uh, again, for last week, uh, we didn't get to Joe Locates' questions. He asked about Derek Dietrich. Uh, we've talked a little bit about Derek. We won't be able to get to Joe's questions today, but we do thank Joe for the email. We thank uh, Reggie for the email. Podcast at BaseballAmerica.com is the email address, so you can always post the questions to our Facebook page, or, heck, you can just ask Aaron on Twitter at Twitter.com backslash Aaron Fitt, So, and, and if you've got something else for the college mailbag, you can always send that to College Blog
0: at BaseballAmerica.com.
1: I forgot about that. We love the mailbag. Weekly mailbag, that's on Wednesdays at BaseballAmerica.com that's on the right. college blog. So for Aaron Fit, I'm John Manuel, reminding you that when it comes to buying a baseball bat, DeMarini just changed the game, introducing Demo House, where you can step into the cage and hit the latest from DeMarini before you buy, because there's no substitute for hitting a real baseball or talking to people who know both bats and batting. Your demo time in the cage is free, get the season started right and visit your nearest Demo House today. Locations and full details can be found at DeMarini.com backslash Demo House. We'll see you next week on the Baseball America podcast. So long, everybody. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time.